I can hear it. No, it's playing. I can hear it. Okay. And there. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm about to punch it in now. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source Christian Gokel. Oh no. We got cameras falling down. We're falling apart. As we start the show here, but we're going to get it back on track. Glad you're hanging out with us here on this Thursday afternoon. Cam Urshry and PJ Zuko along for the ride as well. we got so much to dive into on the show today. A lot of news to dive into. We're going to dive into some NFL playoff talk as well. I mean, we went through yesterday, we went through and determined what was the moment of the year inside of college football. But Cam, we got to start with some NBA news today. Because the Atlanta Hawks have given up on their experiment with Cam Reddish. They have sent him over to the New York Knicks. In a trade that pretty much tells me they just wanted to get rid of Cam Reddish. They get a protected first round pick. But the Knicks, a perennial playoff team now, probably going to be back into the first round when you get to that pick. So maybe some talent, but probably not someone as talented as Cam Reddish. What's your read on this trade? Uh, I like the trade. As far as for Cam Reddish's purposes, like um, he's going to a team that suits him where he could, you know, rock out and have fun. But as far as for the Hawks, they're kind of telling us like, hey, guys, we're not making the playoffs this year. Uh, they're the 12th seed. Uh, the Knicks are at 11, but they're tied for, I think, ninth. So that might be a lottery pick. It might not. But it's not looking too good for those Hawks, man. Uh, I know Trey Young's a little upset and John Collins. I don't know if you can move that contract after, you know, paying him those big bucks. So. I, I woke up kind of like, you know, it's good for Cam Reddish, but kind of bad for the Hawks. So you're almost to the halfway point in the season here. You're 17 and 23. But, I mean, with the expanded playoffs, you're three games out of the playoffs. Like, is it is it time to just throw in the towel right now? Or no. is this just – could this have been a locker room thing where it's just maybe Cam Reddish isn't the person we need in the locker room right now. Maybe he just needs a new perspective, new point of view, change of scenery. Uh, I think it could have been – well, definitely change the scenery. Um, I know he wasn't happy there. Uh, he expressed that he wanted a bigger role, and he's a pretty good player. I think he deserves a bigger role. But as far as just cutting the season off and just saying, hey, we're going to go for a lottery, I mean, Hawks could still be a seventh, eighth seed or uh, possibly a sixth seed if they get on the run. We saw when they went on the team yeah, game. They're, they're, like a, they're the eighth seed that nobody wants to play. That, no, nobody wants to play the Hawks. If you're – um, who's the one seed, Chicago, and you see the Hawks first round, that could go seven, and that could go either way. Um, I, I wouldn't want to see Trey Young in a series. So you still have Trey Young, uh, I believe a top 15 player. He could sometimes crack top 10 when he wants to. I wouldn't just, you know, say the season's a wash. Just still go all four. I think they need to go to the trade deadline and pick them up a guy that could actually be beneficial. Again, the Hawks have traded away Cam Reddish, currently six games under 500 right now. It's been a weird year, right? You've had a bunch of guys hurt. Uh, your head coach, Nate McMillan, out for an extended period of time uh, dealing with COVID-19 policies. So it's just there's been a lot going on with the Hawks. But, again, I think a little premature to start saying it's time to start looking at the draft. We're not even halfway through the season and just three games out of the expanded NBA playoffs. Still no news on the baseball front since a couple of days ago. Uh, and I guess the good news a couple of days ago was they were actually talking to each other. So we're just kind of in a wait-and-see approach to see if there's going to be the first work holdout in – a quarter century. I know a lot of people are like, well, what about COVID? That doesn't really count. I think as a work stoppage, it was just, that was more about arguing about how you were going to start it more so than a contract stoppage. So 
Wait to see if you can avoid the first one in 25-plus years there for Major League Baseball, so we'll keep you updated on that. But we do know the NFL playoffs are coming. I wanted to ask you guys, I always approach the NFL because my team, the Atlanta Falcons, typically aren't in the playoffs. Uh, I always approach the NFL playoffs via storylines. And so like when, I, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking for guys that I'm really pulling for, teams uh, that I think are cool. What are some of the guys that you're looking at in the playoffs that you're really pulling for in these NFL playoffs? Honestly, uh, uh, am I good? Am I good here? Okay. Uh, honestly, uh, it's. I mean, you're good on the mic. I don't know if you're good. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not. But I'm good on the mic, which is great. Uh, I just wanted to make sure of that uh, I know things were crazy there at the beginning, but uh, I, I'm actually like I know they kind of went all in and everything, and uh, that makes a lot of fans. That kind of turns a lot of fans off when it comes to a lot of a lot of star power on one team, whatever. But I'm kind of looking forward to the Rams, seeing what they can do, and seeing specifically what what Matt Stafford can do. You know, I mean, he, he's just PJ, an adopted Georgia fan. Not, in, not necessarily. <laughs> I just always like respected his game and his skill level, and I thought he was always kind of underrated and and looked over, uh, depending on I guess what who you were talking to, right? So. Now he has all the weapons around him. He has the, the, the defensive weapons as well to aid him on that side of the ball. Like, let, let's see what they can really do. Now, I know there have been some, some strange losses for them. Not every week have they played to the, the best of their ability, but it's the NFL, right? You're going to have weeks and games like that. So I'd say the Rams, one, and two, actually sticking in the NFC, uh, I'd, I'd say the Cardinals, too. I know... Um, they kind of went through their own slow thing when uh, DeAndre Hopkins went down mid-year, but I feel like they really turned it back on there later in the season, and uh, can't wait to see what uh, Kyler Murray and, and the rest of that. It's it's a lot like I feel like we we have a few different teams in the NFL where like a couple years ago it was the Kansas City Chiefs were just like playing basketball on the football field. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just all over the place. Just all. And I feel like now we have a few teams like that, and Arizona is kind of one of them. So Agreed. I think they're going to be fun to watch too. I think they might get bounced in the first round. Who are you looking forward? They might. Yeah. Who, who 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 are you looking forward to watch, Cam? Um, actually, man, uh, Tennessee. I, I yeah, actually really. I think yeah, yeah. I think I remember yeah. I remember coming here and say I think they're with my Super Bowl pick. I said Green Bay and Tennessee. I think if Derrick Henry comes back, um, I'm excited for him. And you know our own man Jet Jones, Julio Jones, if he can stay healthy. I think he'll be beneficial for them in the playoffs, but I'm rooting for Tannehill though. Um, I don't know if he'll be Can able. Can I ask you why? I mean, really, mainly I think because he of maybe the first person of all time. Who's I mean, ever said that. mainly <laughs> bef- because of Julio. Um, I really want to see Julio just, if not win one, get another chance at one. And I think, well, obviously, this is his best chance. I mean, Tennessee is really, really good, and they've they've put it on people. They beat Kansas City twenty-seven to three. Nobody knows about that. Nobody talks about that. So I would say Tennessee, and then obviously you go to the NFC. My main man, you know, who I think you is the boat. a lot of main men. No, no, th- this is the main man of all main men. <laughs> the, the one. The yeah. boat. Not the goat, the boat, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, excuse me. The boat has already retired. His name who? is Drew Brees. Oh, no, stop it, stop it, stop it. I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees. And you know, I know you would. I know you would, too. I know you Christian, you definitely would take Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees if you could. Uh, it depends. That's a uh, depends on the that, scheme. That, we could do a whole show uh, on that, but no, uh, I'm really looking forward to watching Joe Burrow. I yeah. number well, one, the yeah. Bengals did an unbelievable job uh, on their new uniforms. 
they, those things. Were, they they, they <laughs> took. They, yeah, I was about to say they took what was already a, a really cool uniform and they just you know kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the like the home decor style? The minimalist. It's just kind of a minimalist uniform. Yeah. But it, it still looks cool because you have the same helmets. So and I love Joe Burrow, right? Uh, Dan Orlowski actually tweeted this out yesterday. Says Joe Burrow has played in six have to have it games in his career. Four of them at LSU: Bama, Georgia and SEC Championship, Oklahoma and Clemson, and then two so far uh, with the Bengals this year against the Ravens in Week 16 and against the Chiefs in Week 17. In those games, Joe Burrow is six and zero with 2,669 passing yards. 27 touchdowns, and the most important, zero interceptions yep. <laughs> in those games. So when Joe Burrow has to have it, he's that dude. Man, and, then, yeah. like, and then when, you know, kind of struggles last year, has obviously the season-ending injury, they go out this year, take his wide receiver in the top four and Jamar Chase, bring him in, and then he just set every kind of record that there is. Unstoppable, already a top five receiver in the league. I would mm-hmm. argue Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback in mm-hmm. the NFL right now. Already in year two. Yeah. I mean, name five that are better. You can't. No, nah, it's it's hard to, especially yeah. when it, yeah. I think he's. I, I hate to say it, but he's played better than Herbert this year for sure. Uh, I, um, I I don't think that's quite. And Herbert's had a great year too. Yeah. That's but Joe Down Burrow, stretch, he's been unbelievable. Though, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, one of them's one of them's still playing. Yeah, one of them's still playing exactly. And the other one's not. But well, can you agree I, with me this though? Um, Coach Taylor, he deserves Coach of the Year though. I mean, without a doubt. He had the number four pick, and then you take the Bengals to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I was trying. I'm just trying to like think through the entire NFL right now. Uh, what's the gentleman's name? Who's the interim coach with the Raiders? That's the oh one yeah, one I mean that's big time. I would kind of lean towards him too. Other thing I'm looking forward to watching: Jalen Hurts against Tom Brady. It is the biggest yeah. age <laughs> difference in quarterbacks in the history of the NFL postseason, and I think the Eagles can win. Whoa. It's a possibility. I mean. Honestly, like they, I they get a bad rap because of the division they're in, and they they play a scrappy brand of football. But like they have, I saw the other day, the Eagles have scored the most rushing touchdowns in the history of their franchise this year. Yeah, and so like they are a scrappy team, but maybe that's the type of team you need to beat Tom Brady. And listen, I know you got all the the playoff experience with Tom Brady and Gronk and those dudes. They won the Super Bowl last year. Number one, it's so hard to repeat. It's so hard to repeat any yeah. level, any sport. I mean, we saw Alabama. They made it all the way back to the championship this year. It's so hard mm-hmm. to repeat as champs. But you talk about postseason experience. might not be in the NFL, but, I mean, how many postseason games did Devonta Smith play in when he was in college? Like all of them? Yeah. All yeah. four years. Like, Basically. Well, well, three. Three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah a but long I mean, time, yeah. Caught the greatest touchdown pass in the history of college football. football. Right. And like now he's too small. He's not going to be able to do it. He's just cooking people in the NFL. Had an amazing catch a couple weeks ago with a toe tap. I'm, I'm excited to watch the Eagles. I think that's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, I think San Francisco, Dallas oh, San might, might be the most uh, – you only finish. Might be the most overrated. <laughs> it's a helmet game. Right, it's a oh, helmet game. The only man. reason you no, the only reason you want to watch that game is because it's the 49ers and it's the Cowboys. Right, it doesn't matter who's wearing the uniform. It's a helmet game. You're like, oh man, this looks cool. This reminds me of like the '90s. Yeah. Right. That's the only reason you care about this game. The Cowboys are gonna win that game by like 20 points. Right. Whoa. Well, like, San Fran is winning that game. Cam. Really? Book, Cam. Book will, it. See, that's the thing. Book it. I will bet lunch. I I think look at that like lunch. it's. No, I really think they will win. You look at the rest of the media too. Like you said, it's pulling people. The old school matchup is pulling people in. Yeah. And like. Kind of like I was talking about Michigan at the end of the year, although, I mean, I guess they did make the playoffs and beat Ohio State. But, like, I feel like they're tricking people. Like, yeah. they're, they're starting, they're winning a couple good games at the right time, and that gets everybody on board, and then they lay an but egg. Dallas man. is going to 
house the 49ers. They still have Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. Yeah, they're Let's going remember to house. That's the only house. thing that holds them house. back. House, <laughs> the 49ers. It's such I mean, a good roster. If Trey too. Lance comes out and just has like a weird game in the playoffs, maybe. But dang, I mean, I'm not a Jimmy G fan, but I don't believe in Dallas. I think losing um, Michael it Gallup might, hurts. It might be like I saw on ESPN's uh, the, their Twitter page. No, it's Facebook. I was on the ESPN's Facebook page. I don't know why I'm struggling with that. They had a <laughs> they had a the highlight package from the 2014 college football championship with yeah. Ohio State and Oregon, and just watching Zeke Elliott run. <sighs> He's a monster, man. That dude was. Or it was. Forget, I, I forgot that game was 42 to 20. Yeah. Because it was a close game until the end of the time. third quarter, that and then Zeke true. was like, all right. The, it, it was a combination of things. Like, Zeke, the, the defense wore down for Oregon. Marcus Mariota got hurt in, like, in the middle Ohio of the third State quarter. Ohio State won that game. <laughs> Ohio State won that game. At one point, they had a 5 to nothing turnover margin where they had turned yeah. the ball over five times. Yeah. And Cardell got his Jameis on. <laughs> like just dropping the ball. He did. He did. And I don't know why we're talking about the 2014 championship right now, but we are. No, I, I think there's a ton of fun storylines. Uh, I think, honestly, the game that's not being talked about enough is New England at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Third time this year you get to see those guys going head-to-head. It's going to be Buffalo in January at night. Yeah. That's going to be brutal. Could it be. might be the coolest game. Especially, remember, I mean, it's going to snow, right? You think it's going to snow? If it's not snowing, it's just going to be like frigid Arctic it's gonna be so a lot of bad. times they say it's warmer. I mean, PG, you're from the northern the northern area. A lot of times, like it's warmer when it snows, just because it's like cold front meeting the warm front, which is where you get the precipitation. We're yeah. dropping our meteorologist stuff on you right now. So true. So you get like the two, the cold front meeting the the warm front, and that's where you get precipitation. And so you get snow. So it's still below freezing, yeah. but it's not zero degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, you're you're exactly right. I mean, it, it, amazingly, you're you're right on point there. And the amazing why thing is that about amazing game because I'm from I, the south. Kind of. I know yeah. what's up. Uh, I know you, you. You actually you're from Atlanta too, so you know a little about a little bit about the snow, like Very not bit, all yeah. the time. We had but, snow apocalypse, and that's about it. Yeah, for sure. But the other interesting <laughs> thing about part about this game is the fact that, like, yeah, they've played two times this year, but the second time they played wasn't like it. It's hard to get a read and say that that was at like a legit football game that we're gonna we might see again this week because it was a snowstorm blizzard wind going everywhere i remember seeing the warm-ups where like kickers were, were kicking it and it, it would hit like the 10 yard line and just got flown to the other side of the field first time was weird too just three passes from new england so i don't That's know what, what to read yeah, from so this. like I, yeah. I don't I, how much do they really know each other you know even though it's the <laughs> third time they're seeing each other so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun no that's a that's a really good one though Who would you it's, it's kind of hidden down there who got? Who would you guys take in that matchup? I take Buffalo. So I don't know, man. I, I can't. So I can't go against Bill. Bill Belichick, man. I can't. Uh, and they're well, inconsistent too. But it's Bill okay, Belichick. Okay. I, I was trying to pull this up. All right, I find this fascinating. So I'm just looking at the schedule right now, and it has the ticket prices listed. These are playoff games. Mm-hmm. Sure, wild card playoff matchup. So I kind of went back and just like, all right, I don't want to do the national championship because obviously those tickets were exorbitant. But I, I wanted to see, like, okay. What can I find that would be like a comparable matchup? What is the SEC championship? Just to look at ticket prices for this, the cheapest seat in Mercedes Benz was three hundred and seventy-four dollars to yeah. get into the SEC championship game. Looking right now, and this is Ticketmaster, you can go to New England at Buffalo for a wild card game. You have the Patriots against the Buffalo Bills in an NFL playoff game for twenty-four dollars. Goodness gracious! I think that might have a little yeah. bit to do with temperature. Probably, but yeah, also just trying to get people one. out there. Vegas at Cincinnati. This is how you can tell Cincinnati's pumped to be in the playoffs. One hundred and sixty-three dollars <laughs> yeah. is the cheapest one. Uh, Philly at Tampa Bay. Again, weather is going to be 
perfect outside at one o'clock in Tampa, probably like eighty-five degrees. One fifty-three. Uh, cheapest one in Dallas is one thirty-seven. Kansas City, I guess this maybe like the Braves thing when they went on that long tear of winning all the divisions, people just got tired of the first round, yeah, and so they just didn't go. You can get into the you can get the KC eight o'clock primetime matchup against the Steelers for eighty bucks. Well, it's also they just played and that was a dismantling. Like mm-hmm. they they crushed the Steelers. So how much excitement is really around that game? Yeah, they he's don't like, have yeah, a we chance. Suck. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we suck. Yeah, we don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. we suck. We're we're not good. Well, thanks, Ben. You know who? Enjoy you know who that sounds like? You know who that sounds like? Our good friend Sean Quinn. For every game, for every game, when he was a head coach for Savannah State, well, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. You know, we're just gonna have to show up, play them. They're probably gonna kick our butts. We'll see what happens. And then the Savannah State would win like thirty to nothing. Right? But yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers are dangerous. And you see who they activated? Right. Juju. Oh, Juju's back. <sighs> they activated him. We don't know if he's gonna play. I don't know, man. I'm a Chase Claypool fan. You are a Steagles fan. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Resident like, Steagles fan. It, he has to fit back in the lineup and, and build that chemistry again, too. Uh, and, I mean, defensively have to play well. Offensively, like, we're, we're getting to the point with Big Ben, if if people are paying attention, where he's throwing, like, 30-something times a game, like 40-something times a game, and comes away with 150 yards. <laughs> like, yeah. everything is from five to seven yards downfield, and they're relying on Najee Harris. There's a reason why the last home game they won against the Browns, in which will be most likely his last home game, he wins it and turns and says, Najee Harris won, won us this yeah. game. It's, 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 he can't throw for more than 150 200 a game. He's just trying to make it through these last few games, man. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm kind you of can't boy. have that against Kansas City. Like, They're a legend, though, man. I don't know, so. man. Kansas, oh, for sure. I mean, KC has been weird lately. Like, they've, they sometimes can't get out of their own way. And the Steelers' defense has been pretty awesome this year. We got to take a quick break. Yeah, I won't say anything bad gonna, about them. Yeah. yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the subject that, like, really no one's talking about right now Stetson Bennett, right? I mean, yeah, really, I haven't I, heard anything. Yeah, about I haven't him. heard anybody really mention his name. Now, I want to talk about an interesting dynamic uh, that the Georgia program is now facing centered around. Stetson Bennett. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about that. Got some more NFL talk to dive into as well. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko Camera. What's so funny, PJ? What are you giggling about? I'm really happy. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I'm wearing a headset right now. Yep. And I definitely just like went to put the headset on. You know how like Rubber band, you're messing with it, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes you, you smack yourself in the face. I just smack myself. There right we in the go. Face. That's what we're looking just, for. I saw the video. It's just of, like uh, lost my lost my uh, grip on it yeah. for a second. Just wow. boom, right in the forehead. I saw the video of former producer Jim Johnson <laughs> slapping himself in the face with a uh, with a rubber band. That was great because he was kind of like sitting there. He had like, yeah. like kind of like the you put it on your index finger and your thumb, and then you pull one side of it back, kind of like a slingshot. Yeah, and he was kind of sitting there messing with Kevin. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hit you in the face with this. I'm going to hit you in the face with it. <laughs> yeah. And it pop and it whips back and hits him in the face. And we had the uh, we had the cameras going on in the studio. And so I still have that on camera. Uh, quick note here from Twitter. Travis John writes in. He says, the Hawks need Brian Snicker to come in and give a pep talk. <laughs> it worked for UGA. I mean. Apparently. Could they use it right now? <laughs> yeah, they could use a lot. A snake coming <laughs> in. Like, listen, guys. All I'm saying. You just got to ride it out. You got one season. You got, they got 80 games. Okay, you got 82. You can't panic. We were 500 <laughs> at the All-Star break. True. And we won the World Series. Mm-hmm. Can't panic. Doesn't work that way. He said, Hawks, what you nah. really need is just to go like win one, all right, and then lose one. And then win, and then do that for a little bit, 
and you'll then be we got right. everybody you'll thinking you're out. dead in the water. You just yeah. <laughs> well, let's be snitz. That's a really good point. Snitz two for two then. No. With no a championship. Really, what so, you I need mean, is a uh, Jock Peterson to come in there. You need a lot. You, say you well, just might be. How many people did they acquire the Braves? A lot of people a had to lot. Look. Hawks can't do that. So uh, Hawks might be able to go out and get Jorge Soler. Like he might be able to play NBA basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you go get LeBron and Who knows? some other guys to come to the Atlanta, then you'll win one. Oh, Russell go. Westbrook? I know you want <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I know God. I know that's who you oh, want. No. no, did you hear this earlier, PJ? <laughs> Cam's in here saying like he almost caused property damage to his apartment based off Russell Westbrook's yeah. performance last time. It was a regular season NBA game. He's <laughs> shooting eight of forty-four in the last three games. Well, you know how that's a, that's a lot of bricks. You have to be that's thirty-six bricks. Yeah. Let's it talk is. about fun things. Let's talk about Stetson. Yeah, Bay. please, please. Let's talk about Stetson. Bay. Let's get <laughs> that was fun. I mean, what do you mean? No, no, it was kind of depressing. Ooh. Cam just seems real sad about that. He gets, he gets pretty emotionally affected when you say Russell Westbrook. Uh, it is funny though because producer Jim Johnson moves on, and then we bring in Cam, and they're both just like Russell Westbrook stands. So. It's weird how that works it's out. Very true. I'm hurt. That's all I would say. All right. I'm hurt because you were really excited when they signed him, right? No, I wasn't. Oh, you, you knew it was gonna look like this? I went no, not like this though. I didn't know it was gonna be this bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> sorry. I'll try to pull us off of this. Let's talk about Stetson. Um, obviously, he's probably still sleeping uh, and working off the hangover from winning the national championship. And when I say hangover, I don't mean figuratively. I mean literally. There's like pictures of him slugging down a bottle, a six thousand dollar bottle of Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, there was an Instagram post that I thought was just hilarious where he's at a bar in Indianapolis and it's just a tray of drinks and shots. And he's, I got, he says in the caption, he says, got an interview at 8 a.m. Pray for me. I'm like, my guy. <laughs> and then we all know how that Good Morning America interview went. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, no, my, minute, my favorite part in the middle of that is like, oh, someone needs some sleep. And I'm like, I don't think, I. I don't think that's the only problem. Well, like, they can't I don't say that on Good Morning tired. America. That's a family show, not like our show. Yeah. Uh, they can't. No, they can't say that he was just like absolutely zooted on Good Morning America. But you know that. Listen, he might have just been tired. Yeah, he might. So this is just Very pure, true. pure speculation. But I think Stetson might have had a couple of uh, adult beverages. Too much Gatorade, man. That's right. I think he might have had a, no Powerade. We don't drink Gatorade at Georgia. Oh, my fault. Powerade, that's true. PJ. Okay, that whole thing. Yeah, you need to take a big step back. Uh, my bad. All right, but anyway. I, yeah, I got to stop. Someone's going to start barking at me. Like You ain't lying. <laughs> Ben's back in the studio for the first time since Georgia won the national championship. I had a point on we go, 2008. Can we go off on a tangent for a second? Yeah, we have been. Good. Let's come back to All it. All right, no, no. We're, we are branching off of our branch. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the things, like when, you're, when, you, when your team wins a championship for the first time in a long time, it's kind of overwhelming, all the different emotions that you experience, but it's also it's cool because you start realizing things that kind of come with it, like we talked about this thing you put to bed in 1980, but you kind of start to realize, oh, I can flip this on <laughs> other people. And so yeah. Ben, obviously being a Florida Gator, he, this is the first time I got to look at him today and say, Ben, all these years you hit me with 1980, 2008. It's a good feeling. 2008. And then all of a sudden – he starts changing his narrative where he's like, okay, well, as soon as you win four and eight, you come talk to us. And I'm like, all right. Yep. Why are, why are we changing the argument now? Yep. So anyway, got to hit Ben with that. No. It's, it's always got to come back to, like, you always have to have an advantage. You know? No, I mean, Kevin's favorite team remains a mystery, uh, but his used to be a – his favorite saying was, oh, come talk to me when your team wins a national championship while you're alive. 
well, now they've done that. Yep. And so he has completely moved his to, okay, well, we've won national championships too. And I'm like, oh. My <laughs> father did the same thing. Oh, it's about time. I'm like, come on, what, Who's man. your dad a fan of? Oh, Georgia Tech. Oh, no. Yes, he's like, oh, it's Sam about Craig, time you guys your won. father real quick? Yeah, Mr. Urshry. I don't care about uh, him. Mr. Urshry, uh, 1990, sir. Uh, yeah. PJ, <laughs> we do me a favor. Can you hand me that Coke bottle that's right there to your left? Coke bottle. Or just, yeah, yeah grab this that one? Coke bottle, hold it up to your camera. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just turn it around and show the people what that date says. Yeah, this one. This, um, uh, 1990. 1990. 1990. The last time Georgia Tech uh, won a national championship. Right? So this it feels good. Uh, let's talk about Stetson, though. Stetson Bennett wins the national championship with Georgia. I'm not going to say for Georgia because I think that kind of discredits what that defense did yeah. this entire season. But Stetson Bennett yeah. wins the national championship as the quarterback for the University of Georgia. The opportunities this dude has are going to be astronomical when he decides he's done playing quarterback, but there haven't been any announcements about that, even though that's probably going to have to happen relatively soon based off signing day 2.0 is coming up, as well as the NFL draft declarations. You're going to want a decision on this soon. There's a lot of conflicting reports out there. I think the first thought is, why would Setson leave if he has another year? Yeah. Like he's the starting quarterback at Georgia. He can come back and probably, and it, it's crazy to say that, but probably be the quarterback week one when he play Oregon. Probably. But when I say probably, I mean like 52, 53% chance. Yeah. Because there's some other guys, JT Daniels, Brock Vandergrift, potentially a transfer coming mm-hmm. in, all kinds of stuff uh, that could happen there. So option one is Stetson comes back. Uh, other options are he's gone just walks away, right? He, he wins the national championship, and he goes out and rides away into the sunset. Because literally, PJ, I don't think if you're just looking to go out at the highest level, like with your name and your your name, image, and likeness, I guess is the best way to put it, yeah. at its peak value, it doesn't right. get higher than this. Because even yeah. if you come back after winning the championship, everybody knows your name, everybody knows you won the championship, as soon as you have a game where you go 15 for 27 for 150 yards, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that starts it, – it's still way up there. Mm-hmm. It's still way up there, but it starts you know, kind of yeah. coming back a little bit. And then, God forbid, you get replaced, and all of a sudden you're standing on the sideline. Does that start coming down even more? So it's like, do you just cash in on your name equity now? Right. And it's interesting because there are some reports out there that Stetson – is ready to move on. But then David Pollock, I was listening to the ESPN College Football Podcast, David Pollock says, says Ben is going to law school. Mm. Yeah. Which I guess you can go to law school and step away, but I mean, yeah. if you're going to be at Georgia, right? maybe he's not going to law school at Georgia. <laughs> maybe not. But, yeah, and, but that's a very good point. If you are advising him, what are you advising Stetson Bennett to do? Man, it's uh, that's a difficult one, for sure. Because, like, like you said, there, there's so many different things and moving parts. Um, if I am advising him, I, I, I don't know. It's, I would almost want him to come back because I get it. Like I, I completely, I understand what you're saying. Like there's, there's only one thing that can come back and make that name and image and likeness any better than it already is. Right. That's another championship. And that's not only that, but not winning I'm not going to say they won in spite of him by any means, but they won, like you said. 
They two won things, that defense. Was, I think two was things dumb. can be yeah. I think two I mean? things can be true at the same time, right? You you won and Stetson Bennett played really well, but you didn't win because of Stetson Bennett, right? Right. But I, I'm not saying another option on your team was better. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. I'm saying it's difficult to convince a guy and even try to convince a guy that has spent so long betting on himself in the realm of football, right? Yeah. To stop doing that, and I. Is that necessarily what, he, I thought, what you're I thought asking his, him I thought to do? Post game, I sure, thought his post-game comments were pretty telling, where he's like, Collier really asked him, like, what would you tell a walk-on? And he's like, kind of like just in the euphoria of the moment, and he goes like, I don't know, just tell him the same thing I told myself. He's like, I told myself I'm the best quarterback. Yeah. So it's like, do you walk away from that? Right. That's what I'm saying. How do you turn that off? How, how do you, And how do you tell a guy to, to just automatically turn that off? And I guess you could play it and say, well, you are betting on yourself by walking away and, and you know, Having no, success, I, I, say, I would say the opposite. I would say you're betting on yourself by coming back. Well, no, no, that's what I, I agree with. That you're definitely betting on yourself if you're coming back. But people could also spin it and say, well, you're also betting on yourself winning a championship and then walking away from a team where you have another year of eligibility to go and make money. Ooh, I don't see. I don't know. I think Stetson it, right now has. I feel like off- the world can change. I think I think he's got offers on the table right now. That's like, listen, when, when you're ready, yeah, let's go to work. Like I like Spencer Hall. Uh, on Twitter, a college football writer, uh, he put out jokingly, he was like, Stetson Bennett, Kia of Waycross. It's like, you joke. <laughs> right. You joke. I'm just saying, the, the the real world's insane, man. Unpredictable stuff happens all the time. So, like, what what if you leave, and you leave another year on the table, and, and for some reason, just things don't go well. I don't know, brother. Yeah. Like, Buck Ballou turned, like, what, what, one of 11 in the national championship into a – Still ongoing multi-decade career on Atlanta sports radio. Yeah, like, and I'm sure Stetson, if he wants to, he could probably do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe he could do something in South Georgia, like whatever he wants to do. Dude has plenty of options. But I think it's funny going to law school. And Reese Davis even kind of laughed when Pollock said that. Imagine if you're in Atlanta, Stetson Bennett goes to law school, and it's like an injury law yeah. firm, and it's like, right. hey, you, you get hit by a car, call Stetson Bennett, man, we'll get you over the goal line. Yeah, and it's just like dude's <laughs> gonna get any client he wants to. Yeah, at that any any law firm that he wants to go work at would hire him. So, I mean, he's got you, – you won a national championship for the most important team in the state of Georgia. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying, uh, but I, I just think either way, you know, either way it can happen. But, no, I, I, to answer the question fully and, and directly, I think it would be hard to, to try and turn him away from continuing to bet on himself as a quarterback, as a football player, and, and – coming back and trying to win another championship and not only that but like you said being the reason georgia wins the championship next year maybe maybe he wants to check that box too like he was one of the reasons this year for sure and and i know a lot of people question the the ceiling and whatnot that he has but i feel like we've seen a lot of really good abilities from from him and if if he can build on that throughout the offseason um and can i mean Possibly, yeah, be the reason they come out and, and dominate next year instead of everyone always questioning you. So I'll I'll say this. I want to say the best bet for him would be just to write off. Because the reality is, 
I think there's a more than likely possibility we get to week one against Oregon and all the same conversations are being had. Yeah. Like every single one. Stetsman has a bad drive. Where's Brock Vandegrift? Well, I think Where's JT yeah. Daniels? Where's Gunnar Stockton? And he's going to have to sit there and deal with that. And maybe it does get to the point where Brock Vandegrift has a whole offseason to play with and he's just that dude. I mean, he's a five-star coming out of Prince Avenue Christian. Yep. Right? So like maybe he's just – his talent is so overwhelming – that it, I mean, it's very similar to a Justin Fields, Jake Fromm situation, right? Jake Fromm went off the field the national championship with a lead, and if it's not for a blown coverage, he wins a national championship with a freshman. And then there's just a guy behind him that's that good that the, that the entire fan base is like, this guy's got that silly talent, right? And but Brock Vandergriff will be a sophomore, so I think it's more likely than not that those conversations are still going to be being had. And Stetson Bennett, even after winning a championship, is going to have to deal with that all over again, whether he has a flip phone or not, which I think is interesting because he's posting IG stories from a flip phone. I don't know. Maybe he got his iPhone back <laughs> after the national championship. I don't know. But I, I just, I, he's going to have to deal with that if he comes back. Yeah. And so I want to say right off into the sunset, go get your six, seven-figure deal for work. Make a crap ton of money before you're 23, right? And probably, like I, I would guess, like he might be able to get on a camp like get on a team somewhere in the NFL, right? Maybe practice squad, something like that. That's why I was getting that. But he, yeah. he, if you're talking like if he's just a love of the game, do it. But fiscally, he's going to make more money yeah. in the private sector. And so I'm saying I want to say right off into the sunset, but that doesn't sound like Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I, like Stetson Bennett sounds like a guy who wants to play quarterback for as long as he can. I could right? say it like this: He look, it's like you could do whatever you want now. You've accomplished the national championship. You're never going to escape those doubts as far as if you come back, oh, there's Brock, there's Gunner, um, there's JT. You're never going to escape that. But he's won a national championship. You could do what you want. If he tries yeah. to go pro and just what, what if he's a career backup? What if he's a career third string or practice squad? And he's just having fun doing that. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to go into my career. He could do whatever he wants now. So if I give him the advice, I said, do what you want to do. If you want to go yeah. back, go back. want to go pro, but you could do whatever you want and nothing's going to hinder you. Nothing's going to. It's, nothing's going to happen to you other than just none but success now. So It's interesting. and we're all, I, I think we're going to find out sooner rather than later. This is not something that's going to linger for the next couple of months. This is going to be something we find out about in days or weeks. Like really quick, we're going to find whether or not Stetson Bennett is going. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see what his decision is. But I think either way, dude is completely set up going forward. It's going to be really fun to watch and he's already carved himself into the Georgia Mount Rushmore in my opinion. So we got more to come here though on ESPN Radio. We'll come back. We've got some more Georgia news to get into. It's the You just won a national championship. Folks are going to start circling and trying to pick off pieces mm-hmm. to make themselves better. we got some news to dive into from that. We'll do it next right here on Second Down. ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshie. I had a striking thought while we were in the break there. We're talking about like Ooh. job openings. You think I'm like get a call like sometime this week and say, Christian, we appreciate your time, but uh, it's the Stetson Bennett show from two to three now. <laughs> Something like that. Welcome to uh, what is it? The, the mailman, the the, oh, the post room. Damn it! Mm-hmm. Welcome into You're the mailbag. Ideas, yeah, like PJ. welcome into the mailbag. Stop it. PJ's giving them ideas. Well, anybody's hiring. I, I guess I'm like, looking. The like the post office, but like, can you name it? The post office is is that like. A government problem because, like, you know, you have the post office. That is a wonderful is question. Conflicting? I don't think post office is like trademarked. Yeah, I don't think that's trademarked by the U.S. government. That's post fa- office from two to three. That's that's fascinating. 
The mailman's mail. Why bag. are you doing this? In my brain right now. I'm now worried about my job. Uh, <laughs> no. So it, it, the modern world of college football now is once the season ends, you're going to see players start moving to and from your roster very rapidly. Uh, and Georgia's seen some guys, Latavius Brinney, uh, just the latest guy to enter the transfer portal, and you actually saw uh, William Poole kind of replace him in the lineup. It was number 31 for number 36 for just kind of the casual fans watching. Uh, so Brini, who played a really big role throughout the season and back in the Peach Bowl uh, in 2020, He's entered the transfer portal. A couple of other uh, defensive backs have, have entered the transfer portal. Georgia's had like 10 or 11 guys uh, since the national championship. Uh, Alabama, I think since the beginning of this year, I've seen like upwards of 30 yeah. players into the transfer Jeez. portal. So it's just it's becoming one of those management things where you're con- trying to control the flow both ways inside of your program. But more so than that, uh, typically when you win a championship, and this, has, this has always been the case, people are going to try to come poach your coaches. And Kirby Smart's not going anywhere. And so you have to start looking down the list and say, okay, who's gone? Well, Dan Lanning was already gone. Mm -hmm. So you lost your defensive coordinator. He's now the head coach at Oregon. And apparently Todd Munkin is the next guy. The general thought is Todd Munkin is a guy who has NFL experience. He was a head coach at Southern Miss for a little while. But the thought is he wants to go back to the pros. And with all the openings now in the NFL, could we see him? It wouldn't be really a lateral move, but going from an offensive coordinator at the top of college football to an offensive coordinator uh, inside the NFL. Jalila Dye, uh, your defensive backs coach, he is a up-and-comer as well, and apparently he's being linked to a lot of programs inside of college football, maybe potentially as a defensive coordinator, and really just because of his recruiting abilities. You got him from West Virginia. He gets here, and then all of a sudden Tyke Smith – is following him to Georgia. So it's going to be interesting to watch, but, I mean, that's just the cost of success, right? You're going to lose your coaches. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to happen at some point for sure. And now the main thing is when that starts happening, and this is the next step, the next evolution of, I guess, building in Alabama in, in the East, right? I mean, that, that's basically – it's kind of – Kirby Smart's kind of taken the blueprint and, yeah. and now has beaten Alabama at its own game, basically. Well, this is the next thing that makes Nick Saban so insanely impressive is he goes in, he loses coaches after winning a national championship or even just having a good season, and he replaces them with sometimes better coaches. So now this is the next step, the next evolution, I think, in uh, Kirby Smart's not only ascension uh, uh, as a, a great historic college football coach, uh, but also just building a program and keeping it at the top. I think it's going to be interesting to watch because, again, you're looking at what's going to happen uh, with Todd Munkin and who the replacements for Todd Munkin could be. I really think Buster Faulkner, who is a guy who worked at Southern Miss with him and is currently on Georgia staff working with the quarterbacks, if you just want to promote from within, yeah. I think that could be uh, a good move. But Or do you see Kirby Smart – go out there, like you said, kind of like Nick Saban did, where you go get the name guy, where you go get a Lane Kiffin, a Steve Sarkeesian, a Bill O'Brien, someone like that to come in and run your offense. Dan Mullen. Cam, it ain't going to be Dan Mullen, brother. That would be cool. That would be so cool. <laughs> what? It? Oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. Is 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 his success kind of like past him, though? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, no. I mean you look what happens. When you, when you give him a quarterback and a, a really good tight end, he absolutely toasts you and yeah. almost goes to the national championship. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
it, I can just tell you. Yeah, I know. Based off not. relationships, I know it's not. It ain't gonna be Dan. <laughs> no, nah, no, no. I was just being funny. I know it's not. I will say this though: Dan Mullen had the most accurate prediction for how the national championship was going to play out. How about that? Yeah, he he said it was going to be a dogfight in the first half, with those dudes just kind of throwing rocks at each other, and then in the second half, he said Georgia was going to beat them in the fourth quarter. How about so that? Dan, Dan Mullen had did were more points scored in the second half than the first half. A oh, lot yeah, more. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, there were I got that. 15 points scored in the first half. There was 27 points scored just in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, well it was I mean, nine to six at halftime, yeah. right? If yeah. he did a really good job, and he's a college football analyst for uh, – All right, anyway, know, we've got to go to a break real maybe, quick. We'll come uh, back. Final segment of second down next. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Big show coming up next on 3 and Out. The guys can talk about the way too early 2022 top 25 polls. Georgia pretty much – Ranked third in all of those polls. Also going to catch up with Jeff Owens, former Georgia defensive tackle. PJ and I were just looking at some crazy stats from this Georgia defense uh, from 2021. 50 out of 60 quarters, they gave up nothing. Zero points in 50 out of 60 quarters this year. And then if you take away all the touchdowns that were given up by Georgia's offense, i.e. pick six against fumbles, recoveries for touchdowns, stuff like that, defense only gave up 88 points per game. So we'll talk to Jeff Owens about that historically great defense, what it means to see Georgia win a national championship. Also going to catch up with Rob Wells, director of the Savannah Sports Council. you got the in-market Savannah Hockey Classic coming up this Friday. We will be there tomorrow at the Savannah Civic Center broadcasting live if you want to come say hey. And then make sure you stick around in the final hour. Andrea Adelson from ESPN.com going to break down Georgia's national championship along with John Stinchcomb, former Georgia All-American and Super Bowl champ, going to hop on and break down Georgia's win as well. All that coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. If you miss any portion of our show, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts.